Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast. Now, as you can probably hear, I've been let out of the studio today and I've made the journey to Brighton here in the UK for VegFest UK Brighton 2023. And I found an almost quiet corner just to record this introduction of the podcast. But I do like getting out to do these live editions and getting out and about amongst vegan businesses because we've got a lot of our Vegan Business Tribe members here in the UK at this event today. And I'm hoping to actually grab a couple of them as well because this is a consumer show. And you might know VegFest from the main big VegFest London that they do every single year at the London Olympia. But even though this is a consumer show, we do have quite a lot of our service businesses here today. So our members who are selling business to business, some of them have got stalls, some of them are doing other kind of promotions as well. So I'm hoping to get around a few of them just to talk about their tips and their strategies for the day. And I'm also wearing my vegan business tribe backpack banner stand. And you might have seen me wearing this if you were at vegan camp out last year. So it's like a banner stand, which you can wear on a backpack. And it's got a big photo of myself and my wife, Lisa. It's got our branding on there, a little bit about what we do. And it's a bit like stop me and buy one. So if people want to know more about vegan business tribe, they can actually stop me, have a chat about it. I'll take their email address to send them a quick follow on and I might even if it's anything like last time just dish out a little bit of a off-the-cuff vegan business advice if anybody wants some and remember that you can also sign up with us over on veganbusinesstribe.com we do have a full membership there of hundreds of vegan businesses and you'll also get access to all our member only content you get access to our online networking events and business clinics but you also get access to our community as well of these amazing vegan businesses some that you're going to hear from today and it's where you can also dm me for support as well so if you're not yet signed up as a full member of vegan business tribe you are missing out on pretty much 90 percent of everything that happens at the tribe so just go take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com But just because we're doing a live episode, that doesn't mean I can forget to mention our amazing Vegan Business Tribe sponsors. And in fact, you're going to be hearing from them, hopefully, today, if I can catch hold of them. Uh, But we do have Keith Lesser from Vegan Accountants. And again, Keith is looking for those established vegan businesses that have a growth mindset and want to get more out of their accountant than just not hearing from them once in a year. We've got Karen Ridges from Mad or Make a Difference promotions and I'm sure I'm going to get hold of Karen today because she's actually running the main stage here and then we've also got Matali Depakesla from The Vegan Publisher and you are actually going to hear from Matali first because this is a two-day show and today is the Sunday morning so just before the show opens I'm going to just go catch up with Matali now to talk about what she's been doing because this is a consumer show but Matali's come up with a strategy to get her brand in front of the businesses who are here today. 
So I've just grabbed the vegan publisher, Matali Depakesta. And Matali, you're doing an amazing thing this weekend because you've been giving out your survival bags to the exhibitors here at VegFest UK. And I love that idea of a survival bag because this is a consumer show and you're wanting to get in front of the businesses here. So that whole idea of going around and giving people who've got a stall here um, something that's going to remind them of your brand, that's just a really good idea. So, Matali, what's in your survival Bag. It's everything that I wish I had when I exhibited in London and nearly killed myself doing it, basically. Um, it was my first time exhibiting in London. I thought it was amazing. I had a fantastic time, but I needed a week off to get over it. And it was just little things. Like, for example, I, you know, within about three or four hours of being at VegFest in London, my lips were chapped from just speaking to people. And you don't sit there and think oh I should have bought some lip balm and then one of my banners kind of started falling off and I couldn't find any cable ties and you know and then my my phone died and now it's like how am I going to write down little notes to myself regarding who I've met and who I need to contact so I basically created a bag to help people survive two days of exhibiting because if you've never exhibited you just genuinely think people just rock up put some tables out and stick their stuff on a table and that's it and I've got to admit, I'm actually really impressed with what's in this bag. So we've just emptied this bag out on the table. And of course, you, you've got the obvious thing. You've got some sugar in there. We've got some vegum, so to keep people's uh, sugar levels up. We've got some lovely green tea and things like that. But then we've got some flame-roasted green chilies in a jar. <laughs> okay, there's this method behind the madness, I promise you. Okay, so this is... I love this stuff, okay? Pelagonia, they do this... It's a sweet red pepper paste thing and it's like a hummusy thing that you can just stick vegetables or stick chips or anything into it it just seems to work so I thought it's a great way for someone just to quickly eat something because another thing I noticed when I was exhibiting in VegFest is you think oh I'll have half an hour to go and get some lunch it doesn't happen it literally will not happen you will not eat so you need to be able to have something on the go so that was the idea the mints were again the, the amount of talking that you do Seriously, you start to wonder, where's all my saliva gone? And You know, you do. So you need things like mints. And, and the gums are just great because they're vitamin gums. You definitely need those when you're exhibiting. So apart from the fact that I did have one person who ate the whole lot in one go, and I, I was peeling him from the ceiling. He didn't read the instructions that these are not sweets, they're vitamin gums, so just take one or two. I mean, I'm really impressed with the little box you've put together. It's got, got, it's got the little push pins in, it's got a little, a little bit of tape and cable ties and a little bit of Velcro. That's, that's always really handy as well. We've also put a guide in there. We've, we've got our guide to trade shows so uh, the exhibitors know what to do when they're here. But you've also got a copy of your book as well, The Freedom Master Plan. Well, the book is case study of some of my clients and what they did with their book. So I helped them write and publish the book. And then it's all, it's all case studies of what they did next. And I think that's quite important because loads of people want to write a book because who doesn't want to be an author? You know, it's like a bit of kudos, like, hey, I'm the author of a book. But the thing is, we're all really, really busy as business owners if we don't actually see a genuine return on investment of not just money, but time and energy then we're not going to do it. It just ends up becoming another pipe dream. So my book is all about giving people ideas on how a book would fit into their existing marketing plan. So then they go, oh, I can actually see how this works. And that's going to give them that, that impetus to actually become an author. Fantastic. So yesterday you were running around like a, like a woman possessed giving these bags out. <laughs> is it going to be a bit easier today? What are you going to do on the Sunday? 
Today, I've been looking forward to today. I really have, because today is a day that I can just go around and talk to the business owners. One thing I've realised, David, is no one wakes up one day and just thinks, oh, I'll have a vegan business. They don't. They've usually got this huge backstory going on, you know, transformations, problems that they've overcome, obstacles, and they don't talk about their stories. So what I'm looking forward to today is getting loads of great stories. I'm going to be recording them, and then I'm going to be putting on social media, doing shout-outs with them, and giving them the visibility that these businesses deserve. Um, because they have it hard. All businesses have it hard at the moment. But I think vegan businesses have it even harder because they're not cutting corners. They're doing things right. And it really annoys me that they're more penalised for it. You know, they're more likely to go under than a business that is cutting corners. So anything I can do to get more visibility on these guys, the better. And I think we won't just be talking to businesses. We're going to be eating cake as well. Oh, I've already, <laughs> I've already eaten most of Jay's cake, Jay from Mindful Wealth. I'm, I'm pretty sure I need to, I owe him some more waffles and stuff. So yes, I'll be eating a lot of vegan cake. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's get into it, Matali. And Matali just mentioned another of our VBT members fair, Jay Street from Mindful Wealth. And Jay's our, our vegan business tribe financial advisor, independent financial advisor. And I think a lot of people don't actually realise that in terms of vegan businesses, we are now at the point where we have vegan IFAs, vegan accountants, you know, vegan service companies as well. Now, Jay is actually one of the speakers at VegFest this weekend. So I'm going to pop in and just watch his presentation by also then want to catch up with Jay as well just to find out how he's been building his profile and how he's been getting these speaking gigs. Jay, I wanted to just catch up with you quickly because to many people, finances, financial advice, it can seem a little bit dry, but you've been actually building up a profile for yourself. So I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about what you've been actively doing and your strategy for doing that. Thanks, David. Yeah, you're completely right. It's a very traditional industry and it is very disengaging and very boring for a lot of people. So one of the things I've really tried to do is, for me, I, I do get distracted and um, bored very easily. So I like to think of myself as a client. What, what would they like to see? How visual would they like to see things? Obviously, there's certain things we have to include with regulations and things and to protect people as well um, but yeah with with my profile it's really just uh, they talk about this all the time but stepping outside my comfort zone so things like the talk I just done that was the first talk I've done uh, on my own at VegFest and I was really happy with it. You mentioned there that this is the first talk you've done on your own at VegFest but you've been involved on a number of panels I know that you've done speaking at other events as well so how did you get those first speaking engagements how did you actually go out and get someone to allow you to go on their stage yeah well actually the first one was kind of a, a real bit of luck um it is actually genuinely down to networking one of the people that i knew that i met from um, an online presentation before was already speaking at an event so i think it's very much like they say who you know and we had a, a they had a dropout at the last minute and this person called Rebe rebecca she's a sustainability expert and uh, she's actually vegan now which is brilliant and yeah, she, she got me involved. So I think very much it's about being available at the last minute and just not having something perfect. And I'm the world's worst at perfection. So it's, it's not holding back, just starting with something and being in the right place at the right time. 
And I think also that when people see you speaking at an event, and maybe, maybe you'll just share the photos and the event online, that then makes it easier to speak at the next event because they assume you're already a speaker. They assume that you've got something interesting to say too. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I need to do on my to-do list is to speak with Jim at the Bloody Vegans podcast. He's fantastic at editing and he needs to edit sort of a mini showreel, I guess. And I need to get a media page uh, set up, which actually Matali from The Vegan Publisher told me to do. So I'm listening. I'm doing things, ticking things off as I go along. But you're also speaking at the European uh, Vegan Finance Summit as well, aren't you? Yes. Uh, the, the most enthusiastic person I've ever met over email, v- Veronique. Veronique uh, yeah, it's now been moved to the 30th of June, I believe. But I believe we're speaking, I'm speaking after yourself. So, yeah, really excited about that. And um, I think it's interesting to have different platforms and to speak in different ways. Obviously, you need a bit of a different energy, I guess, when you're doing things virtually. Yeah, absolutely it is. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I want to get one tip off you. So if somebody's going to give a presentation, they get the opportunity to do it, and maybe they're going to put themselves outside their comfort zone to actually go and do that, what would your tip be for getting over those nerves for doing your first presentation? Is that something you've had problems with? Massively. I'm a massive overthinker. I also don't even like when I hear myself back in voicemails and stuff, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So I don't feel like I'm engaging. So if I don't feel like that, I feel the person will not feel that either. What I would say is talk to yourself as much as you can. You sound like an idiot, but you're sounding like an idiot for yourself. That's what I did for this show. Just went through it five or six times because you're not going to get it right straight away and you might stumble. But yeah, that'd be the main thing. Talk it through. Actually, don't vocalise it in your head. Actually speak. Well, that's absolutely brilliant, Jay. It was a brilliant presentation and I'm sure we're going to see you on some more presentations soon. Thank you, David. It's really appreciated. Now, I'm just going around trying to spot our vegan business tribe members, and there are a lot of us here this weekend. But a couple of people who I've really wanted to catch up with are Steve and Mel from Vegan Muscle. Now, I first bumped into these two. Gosh, was it Vegan Life Live last year? I think it was. And then we met them again at VegFest London, and they are just amazing. So they've set up this vegan gymwear brand, but they've kind of become vegan influencers and activists at the same time by setting this brand up. And they really are ones to watch for the future. So if they're available, I just want to go catch up with Steve or Mel. But I do warn you, on their stand, they've got some fitness challenges. So if they're going to make me do some press-ups to talk to them, then this interview might not happen. But I really just want to talk about what they've done and how they've done it so far. So I'm at what has to be the most vibrant stand of the whole of VegFest this weekend, which is the Vegan Muscle Stand with Steve and Mel. And now, so Steve, just give me a quick intro of who, who, are, who are you and, and, and who's Vegan Muscle? So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm Steve and Vegan Muscle is my wife and myself. We basically are a vegan gym brand that was born out of animal rights. Uh, our background was, I was a bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder, Mel was uh, training in the gym as an athlete, and we went vegan. And we decided that one form of our activism could be normalizing being vegan in a setting that perhaps wasn't vegan. So now when someone goes in the gym, looks at the next big guy or the next guy running for a triathlon or whatever they were trying to achieve, and they ask for that advice, that guy can turn around and say, I'm vegan because I'm against animal abuse, I eat these foods, and I can perform just the same. 
And what I love about what you guys have been doing is you are coming at this from all angles. So you're doing the, the influencer stuff, you're doing the YouTubing stuff, you've been doing some sort of street activism and conversations as well. So just tell me about the few different ways that you've been approaching actually getting this brand out there. I suppose off the bat, when someone sees vegan muscle, they maybe would presume that it's to do with the health benefits of being vegan. But like I said, we're born from animal rights and we want people to realise that we're not just selling gym wear. We are trying to sort of do our bit for the movement. Um, so yeah, we, we went vegan and activist within a week we realized veganism was the baseline and we've got to do more and step up so yeah we we decided to think about being out of the box we did our, our vegan muscle youtube channel um we then did another youtube channel which is our vegan muscle outreach channel which is specifically about the outreach that we do at the weekends because um, if we're not in the gym if we're not training if we're not designing or doing some pr stuff we're out on the streets um and actually on the outreach channel we've just got our debate table so coming up soon we've got our debate table a little bit earthling head Joey Carbstrong style um, and we're going to be sitting there debating uh, with people about why they're not vegan and perhaps why they should be absolutely and I think looking at your stand here today I mean it's amazing you've got the disco music going it's like being in a gym you've got a couple of fitness challenges set up you know it's brilliant to see you've got the vegan posters at the back talking about the animal rights as well yeah. so when I met you in London you didn't have any of this you just had quite a plain stall yeah. you had the clothes out so what's the difference between what you're doing today and what you're doing in London what was it just a case of lessons learned yeah massive lessons learned so we realized that being uh, being in the fitness sector we needed energy we needed size we needed presence we needed it to be interactive we needed it to be fun so we needed people to come in and join us just standing behind a table wasn't good enough so we brought the music this time to create the energy we've gone bigger on the posters bigger on the racking we bought more stock we've brought um, our pull-up challenge our dip challenge and the press-up challenge with us and one of the uh, massive things that we've changed since we were in London is we were absolutely privileged now to be associated and affiliated with Viva Life um, who an absolute incredible vegan uh, gym company that does supplements for healthy living and for training um, they've kindly donated over 600 pounds worth of competition prizes and given us uh, a specific offer um, so people can subscribe to get free products uh, through our links here today so that's been a massive thing for us you know to be able to come here represent viva life and us and just go bigger and better and we're going to take what we've learned here for VegFest london coming in november we've gone even bigger we're going to get 20 eight meters squared and we're talking about having a sally up sally down challenge almost like a gym class session we just realized that go big or go home and we got to go bigger and bigger and bigger and it's been brilliant the engagement this time round from last time people have just had such a fun day whilst learning about being vegan and whilst learning about animal rights and doing it in an environment where they feel safe and comfortable to do so it's just been positive all round and that's a big learning from the day that you can really leverage an event like this. It doesn't have to be what you do on the weekend. You've done so much in the run-up on social media. There's going to be so much follow-up afterwards as well. Yeah, 100%. So we've captured all our emails. So everyone's going to be subscribed to our email list now so they can get the offers. And the build-up and the, and the post-show for us is massive because what we're trying to do is we're trying to create like a community. We don't want someone to come by, jumper and go. We want them to come onto our socials, to watch the videos, to comment on the videos, to interact, to be part of vegan muscle the strongest muscle in the body is your heart and we know when you're a vegan that heart is your strongest muscle whether you've got the muscles to lift up the weights or not that heart is the strongest muscle we want people to join us on this journey on this mission to to break these norms normalize what we do
That was so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to have you. We're really keeping an eye on you too. You're going to be doing some amazing things and uh, I'm sure we'll see you at London too. Yeah, we'll be there. We're looking forward to seeing you guys. Thank you so much, mate. You see what I mean about their energy and they really are a company to watch. And I wanted to have a quick chat with Mel as well, but she was literally back-to-back serving customers on the stall. So hopefully I'll catch up with Mel and get her maybe on a future edition of a podcast. And now there's quite a few vegan clothing companies here this weekend. And right next to Vegan Muscle is another of our vegan business tribe members, Viva La Vegan Clothing. And now we've had Jay from Viva La vegan clothing on the podcast before but I'd never got to speak to her husband Luke on the podcast and now Viva La Vegan they just tour the country doing lots of the vegan shows and events if there is a fairly sizable vegan festival or fair near you this weekend then there's a good chance that you will spot the Viva La Vegan stand selling their ethical statement wear but Luke usually when I see Luke he's usually either carrying a box or emptying a van or, or just putting up their massive store that they always have so it'd be great if Luke's just got two minutes to tell us a little bit about his kind of tips for doing an event like this I would say first of all you've got to assess how many people are going and then then the logistics I mean for Viva La Vegan we've got over 150 lines of products and it's about assessing how many of different garments you're going to need for like for VegFest it's certain styles like the new styles or the classics like Break the Cycle. We will pack more and make sure we've got those so we don't disappoint any customers. Whatever vehicle you've got, that's all you can take, basically, because I am, I personally, unless you know your product is going to fly, hiring vans is expensive. We used to do it with, in a car with a roof box. We've now got a small uh, Vivaro, and I squeeze everything in. So you can see the size of our store. I mean, people think I come down in a Luton box van. But I, I make sure it's squeezed and I make sure I buy things which can be flat packed, like our rails can all be taken apart, uh, our frames can be taken apart. Uh, more importantly, is like if you're going somewhere like London or Brighton, is way in advance, think about your accommodation because it is crazy. But if you're booking in advance, like as soon as the dates come out for VegFest London, I look on and I find the price that fits our budget uh, and make sure it's as close as possible. So the last thing you want to do in the morning is drive 20, 30 miles. So I get as close as possible within our budget. And what about consistency as well? Because we see you at pretty much every single event. So is that consistency? People keep seeing your brand. Is that something that's really helping out with you doing so well at these events? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably more difficult now to raise the, the awareness of your brand because there's a lot more competition. But when we started out, we weren't planning to be a, um, a festival brand, but we, we enjoy doing them. And we realise that it's the best way to get the brand out there. You are hitting thousands of people on a monthly basis. And when you're launching a new brand, that is the way to do it. And obviously you back that up with uh, your Instagram and your Facebook. And do you find that maybe you get to know people? You do spend a lot of time chatting to people on the stalls as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay spends a lot more time chatting to them than I do. But yeah, um, I am, we do. We do have a lot of regulars. And um, sometimes... I pinch myself at how lucky that we are to have the customers and the loyalty we do. You know, I see, even online, I see the same names over and over again, and those customers are just vital to any business, those repeat 
but it's not I use the word repeat business but they're, they're friends a lot of them are friends now and how much have you embraced the sort of ethical side of what you do because I do follow you on social quite closely yeah. and quite often you will be down at an animal sanctuary you, you will be doing some Activision work as well you know how have you tied that into the brand obviously we are linked and uh, highly supportive of uh, Beneath the Word and Footprints and Camp Beagle and these are all very important to us and any of the merch that we sell we don't make a profit off that Was it last Christmas or the Christmas before we did a Camp Beagle calendar and they sold out within like 24 hours and I had to get them out so I was busy 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 yeah yeah, brilliant. So if you are at any vegan event or fair, do keep an eye out for Viva La Vegan. You can't miss them. The big bunny hand vegan V. You'll see a lot of the vegan activists are wearing Viva La Vegan gear as well. In fact, you, you've got some photographs here of some famous faces that you've seen wearing your stuff. So thank you for your time, Lou. Oh, no, thank you. And you might have been able to tell there that I am actually a huge fan of Viva La Vegan clothing myself. In fact, usually when I'm recording my podcast, I will be wearing my Vegan Tribe Awaken Vibe hoodie. In fact, I kind of live in the thing, if I'm being a little bit honest. Now, one more person who I really want to try and catch up with before I leave the event today is Karen Ridges from Mad Promotions or Make a Difference Promotions. And Karen, again, she's another one of our Vegan Business Tribe members but she's done a lot of a promotion of our event so when we ran vegan business tribe live down at the london olympia last year she got us into plant-based news she got us covered by veg economist she got us in all the different vegan magazines so i wanted to have a quick chat with karen just about all things promotion really so one of the people I really wanted to catch up with uh, while I'm down here at VegFest is Karen Ridges from Mad Promotions. And now, Karen, you, you are running Karen's Feel Good stage today. I've got a poster. <laughs> I feel so important. <laughs> Wonderful. But, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to catch up with you is you are usually in charge of promoting VegFest. So uh, just give us maybe some tips. I mean, what have you actually done to promote the event today uh, here in Brighton? Well, really focused on the Brighton media in particular and made them aware that this is a free event for absolutely everybody. You can be vegan, you can be vegan curious, you can just like food, you just could be bored and want something to do on this week, you know, this weekend. And we've had brilliant support from the media. So we've been on radio, we've been online, we've been in print media. And then I always suggest to my PR clients that you really promote your promotion and you tell, maybe if you're an event like VegFest, you tell your stallholders this is the promotion that we're getting and hopefully they will promote their promotion as well and they will tell their people to come along. So it just is like snowballs, really. Now, the really interesting thing about what you said was actually the absence of one thing, because usually when people are promoting either a company or event, they just think digital. They just think about, oh, I'll put stuff out on social media. But you were talking there about the more traditional media, which a lot of companies just don't do anymore. You have to think of everything. And, you know, everybody seems to be obsessed with TikTok at the moment. You've got to think there are still people that listen to the radio in their cars and they're at home in their garden or chilling whatever there are still people that love those free magazines that come through the door there are still people that pick up the media the newspapers the magazines 
and that that will all that will always be although we really are a lot more online than what we used to be so i think do absolutely everything it takes to reach everybody that you want to reach don't think oh well i won't bother with that do everything that you possibly can and i think there has been a kind of thought process at the moment. So if you can't do it from your computer keyboard, if you can't do it from behind a monitor, then it's not really worth doing. It's too far out of your comfort zone. But a lot of the people you work with, you are getting them onto TV, radio. So what sort of tips would you give for, for just getting past that mental barrier? You've got to do whatever it takes for your business to succeed and grow. I mean, look at you, gorgeous six-foot-whatever guy walking around with a massive, like... Looks like a parachute on his back. I mean, you do whatever it takes. And if every, look, if everybody's doing something, I like to do something else. Just to give it some context, it is a banner stand on my back. <laughs> I am not walking around with a parachute. Although lots of people have asked me if I'm going to go do some base jumping or something like that. So absolutely wonderful. So, so Karen is here with the Feel Good stage. Who's been great on the stage so far? Oh my gosh, myself. I am so <laughs> proud of... Because I didn't plan what I was going to say. And I just spoke from my heart each time. Honestly, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Because everybody's been really good. But I just went on and like, you know, the audience were like, you know, oh, we're sitting down. We don't know, you know, we're going to have our food and whatever. I kind of like, I don't know, the room felt lifted. So I'm going to pick me. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> nice. Brilliant. Like, honestly, I love everybody on the stage. They're wonderful wonderful people Karen it's always a, a, a joy to speak with you you are one of our vegan business drive patrons as well which is oh, and sponsors yes, yes. which is absolutely wonderful so thank you so much for your support too oh my absolute pleasure you know I'm the biggest fan of you guys and I think you are, what you are doing in the, the vegan movement right now is second to none this is the most important work for people that want their activism in veganism to be their business and it's such a fantastic community of brilliant people and you are spearheading the way i love vegan business tribe thank you so much karen and i'm not paying her to say that <laughs> and this has just been an amazing event at brighton by the sea in fact a few of our Vegan Business Tribe members did get together and have some um, vegan fish and chips from There's No Catch on the beach yesterday, which was nice to just go and sit in the sun for a little while and uh, have a bit of a catch-up. And there's been so many of our members here. Um, gosh, I mean, I didn't get to interview as well. We've had Louisa Mitchell from Wildly Tasty. Um, they do vegan family and children's foods. They had a really lovely stand giving out samples today. I had a very long chat with um, Laura and Dave Felstead from Langtree Botanics, and they actually gave me one of their new woodland sprite candles that they've been uh, launching as well recently and I almost oh I almost forgot I also need to give a call out to Ash as well Ash Jones so Ash Jones from Vegan Antics they were selling possibly some of the best vegan cakes and bakes that we've ever had at one of these kind of shows and Ash said that he has been a long time podcast listener so I wanted to give him a shout out as well and of course our three sponsors were there at the show as well well, you've heard from two of them. So Matali Depakesta from The Vegan Publisher. We had Karen Ridges from Mad on Make a Difference Promotions. And also Keith Lesser from Vegan Accountants. He was there on the first day as well. Uh, we didn't quite get him onto the microphone. We sort of completely failed to link up on the first day. Um, but he was there giving a talk as well. So that is it. I'm now going to take off my banner stand that I've had on my 
my back walking around all weekend but it's been a brilliant bit of a promotion for us as well and if you do listen to this podcast regularly like Ash and you're not yet a signed up member of Vegan Business Tribe please do go take a look at the website it's veganbusinesstribe.com sign up with us see what it's all about surround yourself with amazing people like you've heard on this podcast today because when you do surround yourself with people who are on that same ethical mission that you are it just becomes so much easier to do so that's it for me on this one thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate your time each and every time and i will see you probably back in the studio on the next one